Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo Patton, Chris Yao, and J.P. Plant here in downtown Columbia. Coming to you across the Main Street media platforms and soon to be to your smart TVs, Roku's, Apple TVs, Fire Sticks, etc., etc. We'll let you know when to download the Main Street media app onto your smartphone or smart TV or anything else. So iPad. Anything else you've got that is smart that, that right. you can download. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only the smart ones though. I was gonna say we're, yeah. we're a smart company. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited about this next segment, Mo, because anytime we get some someone on from our friends at the Daily Memphian, it's a good time. Uh, obviously we've had John Varlis on mm-hmm. previously. I think we've had Drew on before. I think I don't think we've had Drew we on before. We have had Frank Bonner on. Frank before. Bonner, that's who it was. Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's um it's always fun to reach over into West Tennessee and talk about what's going on with the the Grizz mm-hmm. and with the NBA draft coming up tonight. No time like the present. So we welcome in from the Daily Memphian. Drew Hill. Drew, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? I'm checking out your studio there. I'm glad to see as a proud Alabama graduate that you ah. found a way to work Alabama in there on the on in the studio. I like it. Well, Chris is an Alabama native, so we probably couldn't get around it. But you also see some Auburn and some um J State. Jacksonville State. State yeah. hockey. And yeah, there there's definitely an Alabama flavor in here. Um we're working on some Memphis stuff, though. I've got a I've got a Memphis Explorer pennant coming. Yeah, I tried to get a jersey, but he wanted one hundred and fifty bucks, and I was like, "No, nah, I'll just take the pennant for like five. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we're so, good. We're, we're kind of balling on a budget here, Drew. So <laughs> you understand. Hey, those mini helmets are expensive now. I've looked at them. Those are those will cost you a pretty pretty penny. They're fun. They're fun though, and they're great for this this set. So it works out for us. We're we're trying to find an MTSU one, yeah, Drew. If so if you come across one, we okay. we got you. Not <laughs> a lot of MTSU gear over here in Memphis, but not a lot of MTSU gross. gear here in Middle Tennessee. But apparently, <laughs> yeah. we haven't found one on the internet anywhere. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon. I know you've got a um a busy evening. Um. With the with the Grizzlies going at twenty two and twenty nine, uh, obviously a lot has to happen ahead of them before they have an idea where they're going. What's the what's the buzz down there? Yeah, um, I think they're trying to trade with just about everybody already. Um, they've been very aggressive in years past, moving into the first round to take players. Uh, so it, it should be no surprise that they are, again, being aggressive and trying to move up in this draft. Um, I don't know if they're in a position where they really want to leave the first round with two guaranteed contracts and two rookies because they already have so much good young talent on the team. Uh, so I would actually – I think at this point I'd be surprised if they don't trade um, at some point in the first round. So you spend a lot of time looking at – pick 22 you spend a lot of time looking at pick 29 and 
29 could be a good value because of what that contract would look like for a rookie. Um, so that they've got a lot of options. They got uh, I, the way I kind of think about it. It's like when you go fishing and you have like seven different lines and you're just kind of waiting for one of them to tug. Uh, I feel like that's, that's sort of the position where they are right now. And they've drafted so well, if you're one of these other NBA teams, you're almost like, okay, why does Memphis want this pick? You know? So I think it makes it more challenging for them now to, to move around sort of the way that they want to, but they've got the assets to do it. Um, They've got some players that are, will be wanted by other teams that are also expendable. Um, And so they're, they're in a good spot tonight. I would expect that it gets, it gets somewhat interesting with the Grizzlies tonight. It's got to be a little frustrating as a beat writer, Drew, because like you said, they've got the 22 and the 29 and you have to prepare for them to execute both those picks, but you also know that there's a better than even chance that they're not. Right. Yeah. So I spent all, I spent all this time watching film on guys in the twenties and, reading all the other people and asking the people that I trust that have draft opinions, whether it's former scouts or whatever. And, um, and you end up coming up with a list of guys that you like and players that you personally think will, will be good NBA players. And then, you know, if they move to 13 with Charlotte or 15 with Charlotte, or if they can get to 11 with the Knicks, uh, I think all those are possibilities. 18 with the Bulls, the range of players kind of changes. So you have to be prepared to sort of look at all those things. To be honest, like uh, I don't feel as confident about the guys in that range and, and sharing opinions about guys in that range simply because um, I've spent so much time looking in the 20s, and that's kind of what you have to do. You have to assume that they're going to use that pick first. Um, before you know they make any sort of trades or anything so I I have thoughts on certain guys but as you mentioned it's kind of hard to have a full grip on everything as a beat writer and not you know they've got scouts that are paid to look at everybody Um, but for guys like you know you and me it's a little bit more challenging you mentioned 13 and Charlotte uh, and I know that this is probably not a necessarily a need for the Grizzlies, but is there a chance that Jalen Duran could be on the board if uh if they do move to 13 for Charlotte with Charlotte? Yeah, I think there's a chance that he would be available. Um would they take him? That's the question. I, I think yeah, I think that the Spurs are have had some clear interest in Jalen Duran. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets past San Antonio. Um but I, it 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 really depends. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has been great at the five for the Grizzlies. And a lot of people see him because he's so good defensively as the the future at center in Memphis. And Jalen Duran is more of a limited player uh, in, in the paint. It's not that he can't shoot. It's that he's not really tagged as a great shooter. His athleticism is obviously off the charts. His body looks like you built it in a lab. So there's a ton to like there. Um, And so if you're Memphis and you compare that with Jaron Jackson defensively, that would be a force, I think. Um, So there's certainly some positives there. I I, I think what Memphis should try to do is find a wing um, that can shoot it 
and can also well, or not necessarily have to shoot it, but they have to have the foot speed and athletic be athletic enough to play on the perimeter and also strong enough to play the four um, so that when you do move Jaron down to center late in these games, you have uh, a guy next to him that has the athleticism where you're not really losing anything and you can allow Jaron to just kind of roam the paint and try to block shots. That's that's what I envision as the best pick for the Grizzlies. Someone that can do that. Dalen Terry. J- Dalen Terry is a great example and Dalen Terry can pass. Um, I think that that aspect of his of his game fits really well in Memphis. But they'd have to move Mem- up to get him too, you think? Potentially. Uh, there's a chance that he could be there on the board, but he is one of the high risers, so um, you never know. But that would be a great example. Memphis wants to play defense and turn it into offense. They want to play in transition. They want guys that can run to the rim. They want to score as many points in the paint as possible. They want to be disruptive, and then they want to score – around the basket. Dalen Terry's a good fit for the Grizzlies for that reason, and he's one of the guys I really like. Um, another guy that I really like for Memphis, I just watch him and I say, this guy is a Memphis Grizzly, is Kendall Brown from Baylor. And he might be a guy that's available at 29. He does a lot of the same things. He, he played in pick and roll at Baylor a little bit more than he will play in the NBA. But the guy runs the rim. He jumps and dunks everything. He's... Um, he shoots 72% in the paint um, and around the basket, which is impressive. He has a he, he has a slow shot, a shot that's going to need to change a little bit and, and develop, but he made a good percentage at the combine, um, and he didn't take very many in college, so it's kind of still an unknown uh, as, as far as it goes with him and his outside shooting. And then defensively, he's strong enough to guard the four, play next to Jaron, force people into turnovers and get out in transition. That's what Memphis wants. They're losing Kyle Anderson, it sounds like. If they're going to lose anyone in free agency, it's probably going to be him. He was a big part of the of what they did in the playoffs, playing defense at the four and facilitating when, uh, when Ja was out of the game and sometimes playing backup point guard when he was hurt during the regular season. So they need somebody that can do all of that. they they got to try to find replacements there. Um and so, to me, I'm 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 taking a wing that can guard force. That's that's what I want if I'm the Grizzlies. Drew Hill of the Daily Memphian with us here on Main Street Sports today as we talk NBA draft that starts up later tonight. And a couple of names that you mentioned, or that the two of you guys have mentioned, Jalen Duran, the 6'11", 250-pound freshman out of Memphis, projected by CBS Sports to San Antonio at number nine. Um, Dalen Terry, according to their projections, is set to go number 23, uh, the 6'7", 195 sophomore out of Arizona, projected 23 to Philadelphia, one pick behind Kennedy Chandler, who they've got going to Memphis should they make that number 22 pick. A couple of local guys with some some Memphis possibilities, I guess, there. Yeah, Kennedy is a name that gets brought up a lot uh, as it relates to the Grizzlies. And, I, you know, he's a Memphian. He played for the Vols. He went to Briarcrest um, here in Memphis. He was awesome in high school. Uh, I used to be the Memphis Tigers beat writer, so I, you know, built it when they were recruiting him. I had a relationship, you know, 
with his father and him and they're they're really great people and and uh ja moran has actually been a mentor for kennedy and the two of them worked out together through a lot of the pandemic memphis could lose tyus jones uh we'll see how the point guard market sort of shakes out at the end of tonight i think that could change things a little bit um, but there's a certainly a good chance that they could lose tyus jones this offseason which is means they're going to need a backup point guard um i really like Kennedy as a player. And I think Kennedy is going to be a good pro. I'm just a little hesitant as it pertains to the Grizzlies Mm -hmm. of taking another six foot point guard. Who's not bad on defense, but just doesn't really have the size for the NBA level. Um, And because, because Taylor Jenkins has this tendency to play two point guards together at the same time, we saw a lot of Tyus and jaw together on the court in the playoffs. Um, I just don't know if that's going to work defensively for the Grizzlies to have two really small guys out there. Uh, and, and so I would probably lean in a different direction if I were Memphis than Kennedy. Um, I do really like Kennedy's game, what and about, I think he'll he'll be good. I just don't know if he's a fit for the Grizzlies. What about at 29? Do you think he's more likely, if he's still there at 29, to that they, he could be a flyer if they're feeling Tyus maybe leaving? Definitely. I I think that that would be really good value. If yeah, they're at 29. Sense. Yeah, if he's there at 29. Well, if, if Memphis is at 29. Well, it, well if either of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's very very possible they might not that be. Neither of them is. Yeah, sure. Um, Drew, do you feel like it is um, Jabari Smith and, and Chet Holmgren at the, top of the, at the top of the draft? Man, that is one of the most interesting storylines to me because if you follow all the betting markets and all that – there were these whispers that maybe Paulo could go number one overall. And so last night you start to see the market change. And now all of a sudden Paulo's the favorite to be the number one pick. And then you get to the, this morning and I, I think obviously we know why that happened, right? Somebody came in with big money and put a bunch of money on Paulo Bancaro and juiced him up. And, and so then he became the favorite to be the number one pick. And then you have Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, tweet out this morning that the big boards seem like they're very set. Immediately all the lines go off, uh, you know, they take them all down. And when they reopen them, Jabari Smith is a minus 10,000 favorite to go number one overall. So obviously there's no one more plugged in than Woj. And so that that made a lot of sense. And in the time since then, here comes Paulo back up, the, you know, uh, up these betting lines. And he's uh, last time I checked, he he wasn't far behind Jabari. And so, I if I'm Orlando, I personally believe in Paulo's future a little bit more. I think he's a little bit better of a shot creator. He's not as good of a shooter as Jabari Smith. Um, so I would probably lean towards Paulo. Um. But it, you really, I feel like you can't go wrong with any of these three guys. So you, got, you may regret one day not taking Chet Holmgren or Paulo Bancaro if you if you don't take them now. Um, but in this moment in particular, how could anyone blame you for for just picking one of those three guys? They they seem like the clear top three guys. FanDuel Sportsbook has Jabari Smith at a minus two eighty favorite. Uh, Paulo is a plus two hundred number two. Uh, Chet Holmgren. Plus twenty three hundred, uh, so, and then everybody else is twenty thousand because no, one of those three is going top is going number one, and it's most likely going to be Jabari Smith. But like you said, it, 
you never know what's going to happen until, I mean, Orlando is probably going to make the number one pick, but that doesn't mean they are going to make the number one pick. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it's draft night. Yeah. <laughs> if Houston really feel, if Houston really wants Paulo and they feel like Orlando is going to take him, I think they'd be willing to give up some assets to make that happen. And if you're Orlando and you know Jabari Smith's going to be sitting there at three, yeah, I I would do that deal. I yeah. mean, you're going to get a Jabari or Chet either way. I mean, because right. Oklahoma City obviously can only take one of the two. Yeah. I so. mean, worst case scenario, it sounds like you leave with Chet Holmgren at number three. Yeah, and that's not a bad worst case scenario. I don't think <laughs> you go. Chet, I think, has the the lowest floor but the highest I, ceiling of the three. Uh, that's the way I would like. We don't know. I, you know, uh, Gary Parrish, who works for CBS, mm-hmm. you just mentioned their mock draft. He made the point um, on his show the other day, and it was I thought it was a very good point. What NBA player do you know that that got bounced out of the league for being too skinny? Like, how many NBA players can you name? that the fact that they were too skinny was the reason that they didn't make it in the league. Nope. I don't think I can name a single one. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about the Sean Bradleys of the world who, you know, he was, he, he had a, made a great career. Now that was a different time, but who knows? I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. That seems like the knock on him though. Mm-hmm. And to me, I just, I, I think it'll get worked out. I, I Literally, he's ever going to be a good guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's ever going to be this super strong dude, but um, uh, I, I think he has the potential of those three to be the best player. His skill set at his height really makes him a unicorn. I mean, there's—I don't even know who his comp would be. I don't know if I can think. I mean, everyone will say like. Because he's tall and he can shoot, they'll try to say Kevin Durant or something. But not really. Like he he's a shot blocker on defense. Right. Like he he's got great timing. He's a shot blocker. That's not what Kevin Durant is. I, I it's really hard. I don't think if we've really seen anything quite like him. Right. Which which is going to make it really interesting to see where he winds up tonight. Um, Drew Hill of the Daily Memphian with us here on Main Street Sports today. Drew, have fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. work too hard uh, uh i'm get, gonna try you know it's the way that the, it works is we all the grizzlies media we go downtown to fedex forum and because you know grizzlies gm zach Kleiman will talk after the draft and uh it's all it, it's fun everybody's sort of sitting in the room waiting for the same thing to happen on the phone and it's like it's it's just it's total chaos and you're just trying to crank out a story as fast as you possibly can and learn as much about these guys as fast as you possibly can. But uh, it's a good time. How, it's a good time. How many, how many, you know, three paragraph player profiles do you have right now? I haven't prepped any. I, oh. Maybe I should. <laughs> maybe. But here's don't. the thing, guys. We just went over this. You just we don't just know. We don't know where they're going to pick, right? Yeah. Like I have sure. files created that say Grizzlies select this, this, <laughs> this, or this. I mean, it, it's a three-minute difference, I think, sure. honestly, just plugging in. But I, I truly don't know. And I think anybody that tells you that they know where mm. what the Grizzlies are going to do, do, they're not. lying to you. Yeah, do not I, believe I, them. I remember specifically 
after the draft last year when they took Zaire Williams and no one thought that they were going to take Zaire Williams. He was off everyone's radar, right? We all were talking about Moses Moody and other guys like that. So they take Zaire Williams, and I remember specifically going up to some people in the Grizzlies front office after the draft and being like, wow, I mean, y'all really surprised us with this one. And someone looked at me, I won't name who it was, and said, just remember – Mock drafts don't mean S. <laughs> like people are lying to the people that are making these mock drafts <laughs> 100%. intentionally because they don't want you, them to know who they're picking. Um, and so, if you think you have an idea of what the Grizzlies are doing, just remember the Grizzlies can't even give a basic injury update. They're that secretive. Um, so, I, I have no idea which direction the Grizzlies are going tonight. If I'm being perfectly honest, I know they're trying to trade. But I don't know where they're going to end up, and I don't know who it is that they're trying to move up to get. Keep that phone charged. Yeah, I got to go plug it back in. Thanks, Here Drew. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. Good insight there from Drew Hill, the Daily Memphian. Check out at Daily Memphian on Twitter. Uh, we could not there. find a Twitter. We should have asked him. We should have asked him. Yeah, um, because as of right now, we don't know what Drew Hill's Twitter handle is or if he has, if he has one. one. I can't imagine he doesn't, but can't find it. Not D-R-U Hill. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, would, no, not, no. That's not. what I would name. That would be my handle. Oh, Not, not Drew that, Hill. There we go. <laughs> that would be my handle. There we go. Oh, let's uh, come back and talk a little bit about the Preds and Stanley Cup. Game four last night. So stick around. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this.